0: everybody. Um, welcome to the South Piedmont Community College uh, Public Safety Leadership Development Podcast. Uh, it's a podcast where we talk about topics and try to help public safety leaders and leaders across the board uh, become the best they can be for their teams and for their organizations. My name is Battalion Chief Rob Cannon. I'll be uh, hosting a little discussion this morning and I uh, have with me again, welcome back, Nicole Greer. Um, she's a leadership and, and development coach and executive coach. And uh, she is, uh, she's joined us uh, before to talk about topics. So we, uh, we appreciate you coming back, Nicole, um, to talk about today's topic, which eventually is going to be um, time management. And the word on the street is you, uh, you have a, a good feel for this and a good presentation and a good uh, handle on this topic, uh, which which plagues us all in modern society. But, um, so welcome back.
1: Yeah. It's so great to be with you. I am excited about our topics today, especially time management.
0: Right. Yeah. It's something we we all, uh, well, I shouldn't say we all, you know, we struggle with, we, we have a, you know, how many times do we hear, uh, you know, if I had another hour in the day, what could I get done? So maybe you can help us find another hour in the day or maybe a couple, that'd be even better. Um, okay. Well, Hey, before we jump into that topic, since I, since we have you on the line here and you know you have some a, a broad breadth of experience working with leaders uh, coaching leaders and, and trying to help them be better you know as we record this I just, this is not the time management topic but since i since i have you online, i want to see if i can ask you about the current events and what your what your uh, feeling is or what you're hearing from leaders about the current events that are going on in the, in the in the country uh, and as we record this in uh, summer of 2020 the country is just in the middle of uh, the COVID pandemic, uh, if you want to call it a crisis or event situation. At the same time, we've had some civil unrest in the country lately. So it is a, a dynamic time to be a leader, uh, certainly a challenging time. And, and I just want to get your survey you of what are you hearing from the leaders you work with, if anything, you know, in this situation? What, what's on their mind?
1: Well, they are concerned Right. And should be concerned because um, the people that are involved uh, in the pandemic, which is everybody. And, um, you know, this civil unrest is, you know, dividing and um, affecting a lot of people. And, um, you know, strong opinions come out. So when they bring to me their concerns, um, I immediately go to what skill sets does the leader need to, to maneuver through something like a p- pandemic and civil unrest and things like that, and how do they bring their team together despite what's going on out in the world? So there's two skill sets, really, that leaders need in order to navigate any kind of crisis or issue, and the, and the first skill set is emotional intelligence. And so uh, it's affectionately called EI, um, and I will tell you that leadership, or excuse me, um, emotional intelligence, is a skill set where you're able to do a very simple thing that's not so easy. So a very simple thing that's not so easy, right? So we, what we want to do is we want to have a thought, uh, we want to experience what that thought gives us. We want to get the feeling. But then between our feeling and our action, we want to do some reflection. So the World Economic Forum recently put out a list of the top 10 things that they wanted a leader to have or a leader needed to have to survive, like our ever-changing dynamic, you know, traumatic times we're in. And number six on the list was emotional intelligence. And so this ability to reflect is absolutely huge. So when I work with my leaders, it's all about like, What is going on? Uh, How does it make you feeling? And then how can you harness that and do a very strategic move instead of just throwing yourself into action? So, your brain uh, is hardwired to react, right? It's like survival. So, you guys know because you guys are all, you know, firefighting and all that, you know, all about, you know, flight or fight and all that good stuff. Um, And what the emotionally intelligent person does is dot, does not allow their amygdala, which is a little almond-shaped part of your brain at the base of your spinal cord, uh, not to rule the day, right? So I hear something and I want to fight, or I hear something and I want to just take the day off. I want to fight. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this, right? But as leaders, we can't fight we got to find unity so we can get the team going the right direction. And we can't just take the day off because there's too many things to take care of right now, right? So we've got to learn to experience the feeling and then come out here to our prefrontal cortex um, and start to exercise this problem solving mechanism we have in our prefrontal cortex. So it's this idea of being able to stay calm under pressure. So um, back in uh, World War II, there were these posters that were put up uh, That were part of propaganda uh, that the British government put up and you've seen it. You've seen one of the posters. It's on a lot of mugs. It's on a lot of pin, uh, Things posts on Facebook, but like keep calm and carry on. Have you seen this before, Rob?
0: Right. Keep, keep calm and, and chive on or whatever. Keep yeah. calm and w- whatever. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: That's right. That's right. And that is exactly correct. Right. It's this ability to say, oh, I just got triggered, but I'm not going to allow myself to react in a way that is not positive influence. Because my definition of leadership is positive influence. You know, when I walk in the room, I, I need to, even if I'm not feeling Uh, genuinely hopeful, I need to bring into the room the idea that we could generate hope in this room. So I'm come in ready to have the conversation, the dialogue, uh, deliver direction, get alignment and commitment from my people that takes us up the feeling scale um, because we have to counteract the negative things that are going on. And so it's so refreshing when you're around somebody like that, you know, you know how you meet somebody and uh, you're kind of in a hurry, but you're trying to be cordial and you you see them in the grocery store and you say, hey, how are you doing? And what you're really hoping they're going to say is, oh, I'm doing great. Everything's fine. But then they start telling you some horrible thing. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know I was going to get this from you. Uh, and so we do need to be empathetic and listen to somebody who needs an ear and a, and a warm heart. Um, but the leader, when he comes into the room, he needs to tell the truth, but then he needs to or she needs to take people to a place where... We've got this going on, what are the solutions? Uh, We've got very smart people in the room. Here's what I know, most of us work with people with great experiences and education and um, most of us have a growth mindset. So we can go up the feeling scale and the leader sets the tone, the leader sets the tone. So be very uh, intentional and pay attention to the tone you're setting because that will create the climate uh, to overcome whatever's in the way. Um, so we've all, you know that movie, Apollo 13, Rob? Have you ever seen that movie? I know you have. Oh,
0: Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. Yep.
1: Yeah, okay. So, you know, hello, the astronauts are going to die if we don't figure out what to do. And so, you know, uh, I don't forget the, I don't know the name of that actor, but I love him. I think his name it's, is Ed. It's Ed Harris. Anyway.
0: Yeah, Ed, and Ed Harris. Yeah. Gene, right? Gene, uh, yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So he comes in and uh, he's like, here's the stuff. You guys are smart. You're rocket scientists. Hello, let's make, you know, let's make this work. And so everybody doubles down and they get it done. So we want to all be Ed Harris at the end of the day. Maybe a little bit more smiling than Ed Harris, but smiling and Ed Harris.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I thank you for uh, just talking about that, even though it's not the main topic today. I mean, we're That's
1: okay. Look, yeah. Yeah.
0: The, the, uh, the listeners uh, listening to this are, you know, public safety responders right on the front line of this. And it's, it's very easy for the leadership to get wrapped up in the emotion of it and not, like you said, take that pause and figure out what's going to make sense here as a leader to unite rather than divide and to accomplish the mission. And uh, people can just, you know, go, go off the rails pretty quickly. And we've seen that, um, we've seen that happen with businesses and, and, and teams all over. So, right. Um, With that said, let's, and so again, thank you for that. Let's, let's move on quickly to the topic of the day. Um, July 14th, you're going to come give us a talk on time management, which is, a you know, uh, we we were just talking sort of at the strategic level. This is sort of a tactical level skill that a leader needs to have. Um, You know, we're each, no matter, uh, the thing about a time budget is it's a great equalizer, right? Whether you're the CEO or the richest person in the world or whether you're a brand new employee or a low at a lowly station we all get 168 hours a week um and we got to figure out how to use them so um we often hear can we get more hours in a day what do you what do you say nicole can we
1: uh no You cannot. So sorry for the bad news. (laughs) You cannot get more hours in the week. That that is, you know, uh, when I do time management, sometimes I think, gosh, if I had a magic wand or some pixie dust or a magic spell that I could, you know, put over people, uh, you know, man, I'd be the richest gal in the world, right? Because I would help them have time management. Uh, But I'll tell you the secret to time management is planning. So You know, maybe you're thinking wah, wah, but the reality is, uh, is that you need to plan your week uh, or finish your week before you begin. So let me say that again. You need to finish your week before you begin your week, which means you need to pull out uh, a piece of paper. Now, I have a piece of paper that I call the Vibrant Weekly Planner uh, because I'm at Vibrant Coaching uh, and Consulting. So, uh, So we pull this thing out. And essentially what you do is you fill it out by hand. Now, one of the things that I insist all of my people I coach and work with, that they use an electronic calendar. I mean, you cannot not use the technology that is available to you, right? You have got to use your phone. Uh, My phone is synced with my watch, which is synced with my computer, which I can access. If I had none of my own devices, I could go on somebody else's device, log in and figure out where I'm supposed to be. Okay, so if you're thinking, how does she do that? we should have another webinar about that. But you need to have everything working together. However, on Friday afternoon, if that's the last day of your week, before the coming week, you need to clear one hour out of your Friday and sit your family in your chair, pull out your weekly planner, and with a pen or pencil, write onto this piece of paper the following things what are the appointments that i have set up for the coming week all right now what happens is is when you hand write that out there is actually scientifically proven between your fingers and your brain something happens and it registers so let's say it's monday morning and you're in the shower washing your hair uh you you kind of know what your week's gonna hold because you have on purpose planted a seed in your brain like this is what's going to happen this week Now, one of the things I want to say about the week that's coming ahead is that you need to get control of how you use each day. So I have a philosophy that there are three kinds of days. The first kind of day is a on day. The second kind of day is an in day, I-N, and the third kind of day is an off day. That's everybody's favorite day, the off day. Okay, so we want to sit down and we want to say, which days will I be on? And I mean turned on. Like today, I'm having an on day. I'm meeting with Rob. We're doing a podcast. After this, I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to go to Fort Mill and work with a team all afternoon. I am on stage. I am out there working and probably producing more work for myself, right? So if I think about y'all's world, uh, an on day when when I am actually on duty and the bell is gonna ring and I'm gonna have to jump in my fire truck and go out and do stuff all day long, right? So then um, that is a day where I'm on stage, uh, I'm in meetings, I'm interacting with other people. Now notice the energy of that. I'm on, like, you're, if I had a, a burner on the stove, you'd be on high, right? Now, after you have a day like that, you need to have what I call a in day, okay? And so for leaders, um, you may not be on so many calls to go out and uh, address all of the emergency situations, you're gonna be more administrative. Um, so I'm taking that into account. So I need an in day. I need a day where I don't have meetings. And you're thinking, what? We have lots of meetings. (laughs) But you want to have a day where you don't have any meetings and you sit quietly and you put your head down and you work on all the projects you have. Okay. And that is a different energy. Just notice my energy talking about it. Right. So there's on days I'm turned on high and then there's like days where I'm on simmer. And so I'm in my office, uh, I put my phone on do not answer uh, for certain periods, work periods, because I need to think. Because uh, the reality is, if, if I get interrupted six times, it'll take me six times longer to get something done. So it's better to turn the phone off, um, sit there and work through my project, right? So that is an end day. Now people tell me all the time, I can't just not, not have meetings. And I'm like, well, you can ask. So I'll tell you a quick story. So I work with a credit union, and this is a wonderful group of executive leaders. And when I work with folks, uh, I was sharing with them my town management philosophy. And they're like, could we just make a decision as a group to have in days on Mondays and Fridays? And so collectively, the senior leaders said, yes, I, we will not call meetings on Mondays and Fridays. We will call meetings on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday." These are the happiest little executives you have ever met in your entire life (laughs) because they now have Friday as a day to kind of buffer, clean up all their piles and files from the week, clear their email, clear their voicemail, make the phone calls they need to make, uh, tie bows on things, finish projects, work on proposals, do whatever. Then they have two free days on Friday and Saturday. And guess what? Or excuse me, on Saturday and Sunday, they have their free days. And guess what? If you cleaned up all your piles and files on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you actually get to have a day off. What a concept. And so you know that when you come back in on Monday, you're going to have your weekly planner, which is what we're filling out, right? Which I'm talking about. So as you look at your Monday through Friday and everything you have set up, you want to slowly but surely maneuver yourself to a place where you have at least one day a week where you don't have to go and Um, get up with other people. You are in your office working on your projects. Okay the other thing on the weekly planner is there is a list or an area for you to put the current projects you're working on. So for example um, I coach another battalion chief with another municipality and you know uh, we were talking about one of his uh, strategic projects you know for this month was to do performance reviews and this is a ginormous task uh, you know as he has I don't know, like six captains or something that he has to do it for, right? So he wanted to do an excellent job. He wanted to make sure that it was um, a very fruitful experience for them and that he was you know, really giving them good guidance on how they could take themselves to the next level. So that's one of his strategic projects. At the same time, uh, we are like at the end of the budget period, right? We're here in June, like still fine tuning the budget. That's still on his list. So he's got all those things. There's a place for 10 projects If you've got more than 10 major projects you're working on, you need to wake up because you can't do more than 10. So that's where you raise your hand and say, who can help me?
0: Right. Well, and I I think what you're also so what I'm hearing, you know, summarizes uh, leaders, particularly leaders. As you you grow into these roles, your time gets more and more. Your time is not more valuable, but it's more demand. Right. You have more people pulling on you. So leaders are going to have to take control of that schedule you, you can 't right. blow with the wind you you can 't be a sailboat you, you sort of have to be you know i 'm a navy guy you have to be a, you have to have a a gas turbine engine and, and turn that thing on and go the way you want to to take control right. of it and uh, otherwise and what goes along with that is the planning and I concur with you. I think I read a statistic or not a statistic. I read a, a study that you know for every increment of planning, it saves you six times that so if you if you do an hour of planning is going to save you six hours long-term of spinning your wheels or being blown different directions. So, um, you know, we have probably have some people listening to this podcast who are maybe more junior in their career and they don't sort of get it. But I think as you get more and more senior, more and more meetings, more and more projects come in your way, you have to take control. And uh, and I think what you're about to get to, maybe this is something you can speak to during the uh, during our actual class period is, the delegation, right you, if you get too much you, you, you know and, and people leaders uh, particularly new leaders uh, can struggle with delegation right there's that 's a whole different ball game of trying not to do everything yourself all of a sudden you have ten projects well let 's get rid of you know we can we can delegate five of these that are not that you know tough these over here, are the ones I have to concentrate on and um, that's a whole different topic. Maybe we can get into that uh, during your uh, and and I like you know you, this idea of the the uh, in on and off days. I mean those there are studies that say you, know, you have to have time to sort of do nothing, uh, and that actually hundred yeah that increases your time management overall, and that's the end day right where you have no one bothering you and you can sit and plan and think uh, that those times are are precious. <laughs>
1: Right. And, you know, uh, many people are probably listening to this call. have heard of this guy named Stephen Covey. Have you heard of Stephen Covey? Hello. You know, he wrote uh, this book, um, First Things First. Right? So you've got to go buy it. Go buy it right now. Stop listening. Put us on pause and go over and click on Amazon and buy First Things First. Also, while you're at it, buy Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Like these are just classics. In fact, you know, if, if I, you know, if I was, if I was Rob, uh, and if I was a leader at the credit union, when people got hired, I would hand them a library. I'd be like, welcome to the fire department. Here's your assigned reading. Read this. You know, I give people like four or five books. It will blow people's minds, right? So uh, in those books, um, Stephen Covey talks about there is a time quadrant. Well, you'll appreciate this because it goes back to one of our military presidents, uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, He is really actually the guy that came up with the time quadrant. And so uh, Cubby heard about it, picked it up, and ran with it inside of his training company. But essentially, there's four quadrants, and uh, quadrant two is where you have things you need to work on that are important but not urgent. Okay, so like, let's say we want to revamp the entire onboarding process for firefighters right? So we have, you know, we, we put them through training like mad, right? When we, when we hire a firefighter and it's a lot of the physical part of it and understanding how fire and firefighting works in the science and all that stuff, the fire science. But let's say we want to add this whole leadership piece to it, even though these are like brand new guys and gals joining the the department. Well, that is never going to get done if you don't have an end day you got to sit down and think through the process of how you're going to put that in place. Now, what happens long term if you put together a killer onboarding process, leadership piece of that particular program, you're going to have some awesome firefighters. We could just keep doing it the way we're doing it because we don't have time to do that, right? We're, well, we're not carving it out, having that end day. And I love what you said about you know, you got to have rest. See, here's the thing about an off day is it truly needs to be off for a couple of reasons. One is you need to give time and energy to your family or whoever you're dating or your dog needs to go for a walk or your house needs cleaning or whatever, (laughs) whatever you're going to do on your day off. Uh, You know, because you have to have this thing called work-life balance and people complain about that a lot but they are not a personal advocate for it, right? So for example, a um, uh, couple of tips about that is one thing I do, uh, I run my own company. I could work seven days a week, 12 hours a day, no problem, and have fine plenty of things to do as an entrepreneur. However, I don't do that because my daughter needs me, my husband needs me, and my dog needs me. So what I'm gonna do is on Saturday, if I'm not working, I will put a voicemail on that says, hi, This is Nicole Greer with Vibrant Coaching, and I'm taking a day off. The next time I can return your call will be Monday morning between 8 and 10. Please let me know if that works for you and your voicemail message. Leave me some details, and I'll call you back prepared. And people are so grateful. And you know what they say to me when they get my voicemail? They don't say, you better call me back right now. They say, enjoy your day off. I'll talk to you Monday. I mean, if, you know. (laughs) and not to be funny, but like, if something's not on fire, can it not wait till Monday? Right. You
0: know, you know, you, right. We're all in the sort of same time management crisis. And, and to hear that like, Hey, I'm just not answering calls right now. Get back with you. is pretty refreshing versus, you know, the the stress that comes with having called someone on the weekend. And now you wonder if you're causing them stress. So just right. The transparency of that is is really good. And I'll share with you um, a friend of mine who, uh, has done a lot of study on this. Was made a metaphor which I thought was really good talking about work life balance. He rather than equate it to a, a balance situation, he equates it to one of these uh, folks that you've seen who's a plate spinner, right? Okay, that's great time management. You know, I got to devote some energy to this plate's wobbling, I got to get over there. So it's uh, th- that's his good metaphor, which I think is great. Like this plate's wobbling and I got to give it a couple of spins, I'm going to run over to this one. and. Uh, I think that's a good good outlook. Um,
1: yeah, I love good it. Good
0: metaphor. Um, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, uh, Nicole. We're we there's a lot more to talk about, right? We want to keep this uh, we keep this podcast right at a commute length, which is about a half hour, and we're there. Um, so thanks for the time today. And I your uh, class uh, bricks and mortar class that we're going to offer on this topic is going to be July 14th down at the community college. So uh, I encourage those that that are uh, can come to come down and we can continue the discussion. Uh, We can get much more in depth into it, have some uh, Q&A session and just talk about what works, what doesn't. And and that's really where a lot of the learning takes place, right? The the discussion. We can uh, give you tactics and, and discuss here all day, but the fun part is uh, hearing what works for you. And and so we can do that on July 14th. And I, I particularly, you know, on the leadership side, want to get into, all right, if you get a great time management system for, for yourself, you know, now then as a leader, how do we help someone who may be struggling? How do we do it gently without making them, you know, say, saying, uh, you know, it's, it's easy enough for me to say, uh, hey, I'm an early riser. Why don't you get up at 430 like I do? But, you know, that's not a fun answer for a lot of people. So a leader's role is to help others, too. So that'll be part of the discussion.
1: Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll you know, we'll, we'll work in a little thing around uh, life goals. Because that's probably why Rob gets up at 4.30 in the morning. He's got some uh, life goal he's after uh, that inspires him to
0: get him. That is certainly, I hope that's true. And there's also an age factor that I just wake up. (laughs) I know when you get to a certain age, you can't sleep anymore. Well, hey, Nicole, thanks for this time today. Um, We look forward to catching up with you um, on July 14th. And uh, so with that, I'll let you go. And we look forward to seeing you all down at the college soon. Have a good day.
1: Thank you so much.